Hello, everyone. We welcome you to Eagles 360 on this beautiful Thursday at the Novacare Complex. Dave Spadaro and Glenn Macnow. And the Eagles ready for the high-flying Atlanta Falcons, the number one scoring team in the National Football League. The Eagles' defense allowing just nine points per game and three wins at Lincoln Financial Field. Glenn Macnow, something is going to give. Well, I think both defenses are going to give, Dave. I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. Uh, We know how powerful Atlanta's offense is, perhaps the best in the league. On the other hand, they have given up the second-most passing yards per game in the league. You can throw on them with success. So I think all afternoon at Lincoln Financial Field, that spheroid is going to be going down the field. And the question, if that's the case, and we will get to Glenn McNeil's bold predictions. You see he's in a very bold mood today. Uh, Then can the Eagles win a shootout against the Falcons? Theoretically, they can. What this team has to show, this quarterback, this coach, this offense, is that they can come through at crunch time. They've been very good at home all year. That's great. Winning blowouts. What about a close game? What about a one-touchdown game? Can the Eagles score in the fourth quarter? That's what we're going to find out. The second half of the 2016 regular season begins against the Atlanta Falcons, and we've got you all caught up on this busy Thursday. First things first, the 360 update. Alex Smith as the coordinators meet the media. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex Smith here with your 360 update. Well, as the Eagles prepare to take on a Falcons offense that leads the league in points per game at 33.9, one of the names that jumps off the page for Atlanta is wide receiver Julio Jones, who leads the NFL with 970 receiving yards to go along with five touchdown receptions. Today we heard from Eagles defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz, as well as from some players inside the locker room about how to take Julio out of the Falcons game plan. All those big guys, even when they're covered, they're still open, you know, because their catching radius is so big, they're so strong, they're so physical, they can jump. And he's great after the catch. That's really big. Um, great vertical threat. Um, they move him around a lot, so you have to be very aware of where he is. And um, just that after the catch um, part of his game really presents a challenge. It's, it's competing each and every play. You, you don't even want a guy like that to get the ball in his hands because that's when he's most dangerous. So for sure, it's, it's competing each and every play. You know, you don't want to go out there playing scared or timid. And I mean, that's when he's going to eat your alive for sure. Meanwhile, we also heard from Eagles offensive coordinator Frank Reich, as well as from center Jason Kelsey on the current state of the Eagles offensive line and where they need to improve this week against Atlanta. I really think the guys have played well. I think in the offseason, you know, I know Howie had said, hey, one of our priorities was to improve at that position, at the offensive line position. Let's get some depth there. Let's get some guys that we can develop into long-term starters. And I think that's paying dividends. I think that that was the right move, and I think it's showing itself in the way it's playing out. Yeah, I mean, anytime you can control the line of scrimmage, it makes it easier on a quarterback, makes it easier on an offensive line, makes it easier on a play caller. Generally speaking, when the offensive line's played well this year, we've, we've done pretty well in those games. So all we can do is just go out there, try and give him as much time as he needs to throw the ball, make sure that he feels comfortable back there. Um, and if we can get a ground game going, obviously that'd be even better. All right, well, that will wrap things up here from the NovaCare Complex. We have full press conferences from Jim Schwartz and Frank Reich, as well as our sound from inside the Eagles locker room. You can check all of that out right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the official Eagles mobile app. Thank you so much, Alex. You know, left unsaid here, as we've discussed the offense ad nauseum and Carson Wentz is third down still an issue, and nobody really has an answer. And then the red zone, nobody really has an answer. answer third down. Yes. The answer for third down is don't be third and eight. Yeah. Be third and two. 
<laughs> but I mean, that really is the answer. You know, their third down conversion rate is very low, but really one of the reasons that it's so low is because they're in tough spots in third down. If they can run the ball more effectively on first, second down, make it third and four, third and two, they'll have a better chance to make it. You see how cocky he is today? He's got these bold predictions all lined up. That's right. Well, we're, we're going to get to those bold predictions. We're going to talk about the Atlanta Falcons as well when we go behind enemy lines with D. Orlando Ledbetter. But when we return to Eagles 360, we're going to talk to a key member of the Eagles secondary. Cornerback Nolan Carroll has the, in, well, I guess it's an enviable task. He's going to see a lot of Julio Jones on Sunday. Number 11. <laughs> That's has, what everybody wants to do on Sunday. Has 970 receiving yards already on pace for nearly 2,000 of them this year. What do the Eagles have in store for the Atlanta Falcons on defense? We'll talk about it when we return to Eagles 360. Right checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, withdraw, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank. I enjoy gardening. I like to plant seeds and watch what grows. Several years ago, I fell, so I went to my local orthopedic doctor who performed a knee replacement. After a year of a lot of pain, I decided I needed a second opinion, so I went to Rothman at Jefferson. As soon as the doctor operated on me, I could tell right away that things were totally different. Now I can garden again, I can kneel, and I'm just very, very grateful for Rothman at Jefferson Hospital. You here to buy the tickets? Hey buddy, you here for the tickets? Yeah. Dude, what's the password, man? <laughs> oh, Coach Shannon. What were you thinking? We're doing like a CD ticket deal instead of going to NFL Ticket Exchange. NFL Ticket Exchange. 100% verified authentic tickets from one fan to the other. We'll see you at the games, all right? Yes, sir. All right. Appreciate you. Here now to talk about the Eagles defense cornerback, Nolan Carroll. He of the remarkable, sensational, improbable how did he do it? Interception on Sunday against the New York Giants. Nolan, welcome. And I got to ask you about this play. Mm. So, did you catch the ball? Yes, I did catch the ball. Did you take it from ODB's grasp? Yes, I did. I felt him kind of get loose with the ball as he was coming down to the ground. And, you know, I just kind of just ripped it and, and made sure I held on to it while we were going down. Is it something you're taught to just always keep going after the football? I mean, it really was a bang-bang play. It was in tight space. I mean, it was a really, truly... Incredible play. I mean, I, have you watched the tape and kind of dissected everything? Not really. You know, I just, you know, we're just taught to always fight down to the ground. And, you know, that's what I've done or that's what I did. And, you know, I made sure that I just tried to come up with the football. You know, at that, that point in time in the game, you know, we needed to play. And, you know, lucky enough, our, we were able to step up and, and do something with that and, and give our offense back the ball. Nolan, we're eight games into the season here. How do you think the defense has performed through the first half of the year? You know, I think we've, we've done good, we, but we still have a lot of room to improve. You know, if you, you really look at the games where that, that we've lost, you know, we've, we've kind of let 
you know, the opponent's offense kind of get started with, with what they're doing and, and not get them off script. And that's what's kind of hurt us as, as a defense. And, you know, what we like to do is kind of set the tempo on defense and, and get them off schedule. And, and really that starts by stopping the run. And you see the teams that have been able to kind of get the ball moving on us a little bit that, that opens up, you know, their offense and it kind of puts us beyond the eight ball. So, you know, every, every time we go into a game, we just want to try and, and stop that first because once we stop that first, it, it really helps us in, in the back end to, to be able to, you know, really know that, hey, they're off schedule. So they got to kind of scramble and, and figure out other things they need to do. So, you know, right now for these next eight games, we really have to tighten up and, and really put, put everything on us right now as a defense. We know that we, these eight games are, are crucial for us. You know, the, the last three games, I think, are, are division games. So, you know, we just want to take it game by game. Right now it starts with Atlanta, and, you know, we just want to set the tempo with it. What is it like in the locker room now? How would you describe the mood of everybody? I think the mood's pretty good. You know, we, we know we're sitting well right now, 4-4. Four and four. A lot of teams would like to be 4-4 four and four right now. You know, we've gone through ups and downs. We've gone through a lot of learning experiences, and I think this past Sunday was a, a good learning experience for us. It was one that, that kind of hurt us, and, you know, I think we, we can grow from this, and I think it's really made us closer. You know, we're in the locker room. You know, we all, we all knew we could have won that game. You know, we were, we were one play away from, from uh, winning that game. There were a couple plays that we could have made throughout the duration of that game that, you know, really could have put us in the win. And, and just kind of looking back at the four games that we did lose, it wasn't like we got blown out. It was stuff that we did to ourselves, and we understand that, and we know that, you know, going forward we can't continue to keep shooting ourselves in the foot early and get into these holes where we got to battle and claw to get out of it in the fourth quarter kind of, you know, gassed and drained. We can't have that again, and we know that. And, you know, this week in practice is just really the focus is to, to start fast and, and not make mistakes. And, you know, I, I think people don't recognize or respect out there how hard it is to win in the NFL. I mean, it's really hard. Yeah. Really good players all over the place. Is it something you just have to do and then you all of a sudden gain confidence in closing out games? I mean, how does a team go from losing close games to winning close games? Mm. It's really about trusting the process. And the stuff that you've done in day in and day out, you know, from OTAs and the training camp, you got to continue to trust that process and, you know, when games start to get hard, that's when you got to fall back on your fundamentals, your technique, because those are things that's helped you before, you know. And I think a lot of people kind of lose sight of that. They lose sight of what the, the work that they put in, you know, up to that to that point. And I think that for us, we just got to continually just trust the process, continually trust Doug, continually trust Coach Schwartz, you know, FIP, our, our coordinators. You know, we've got to – everybody has to trust each other here and to, to get it right. And, you know, we will. We have a lot of confidence in each other. We have a lot of trust in each other, and we know that we have a great football team. So right now, like I said, it's just about not shooting ourselves in the foot and, and taking it week by week. Atlanta is the opponent on Sunday. Julio Jones is a remarkable wide receiver, having a great season. As you watch him, what do you see? You know, he's just an athlete. You just see a guy that's just, you know, really just a freak of nature. And, you know, Matt Ryan's trying to get him the ball any way possible. You know, he's fast. He's big. He's athletic. He runs great routes. You know, you don't see that from too many big wide receivers. He's able to get in and out of his breaks, you know, just easily, you know, and you don't see that from from guys like that. I, I think he's he's just a rare talent, and you just look at their offense as a whole, they're running the ball well. You know, Matt Ryan is having an MVP season. Julio's having an MVP season. They have uh, two great running backs right now that, that are good, so for us, we, we have to bow up, you know. It, it's a big task for us. I think they have the number one scoring offense in, in the league, and you know, it's, it's, it's a great task for us. It's something that, you know, we, we can't wait to, to get back on the field and, and start practicing and, and seeing these guys on Sunday. I, I find it kind of humorous. You know, every week reporters crowd around your locker and they ask you about this great wide receiver. And the truth is, 
that every week you face a great receiver. Now, Julio might be at a different level, but every, so it's all short-term memory with you, Nolan? I mean, you're just really just rise to the moment, kind of I accept this challenge kind of guy? Yeah, definitely, especially this year, you know, the corners are kind of, we got a lot of responsibility this year, and, you know, we're, we're left out by ourselves, and, you know, it's, we're fine with that. We know that mindset. We know that every single week we're going to have a new challenge, and, you know, we embrace that. We're not scared of it. You know, we, we want to compete for 60 minutes, and if we get beat on the play, it's going to happen in this league. You know, those receivers are, are great receivers, you know, but one thing about us is we don't let the last play affect us for the next play. We continue the battle until the end of the game, and I think that's why we have such a great group. So, you know, this week is no different. It's another great receiver coming in, and, you know, we're up to the task at hand. The goal here, obviously, then still is to make the playoffs and see what happens. Yeah, it's still our mindset has not changed at all. We know we're still right there in the thick of things, you know, and we know that we can easily get this thing turned around. So our mindset is still the same, like I said, and you know, just because of what happened Sunday did not derail us at all from, from wanting to go to the playoffs. Last question. Odell Beckham's one kind of receiver. Julio Jones is another kind. Do you have to play them differently, styles differently? Um... I say just a little bit. You just you have to have certain plans for certain guys, and you know, Odell is a certain plan you have to have against. Julio is a certain plan you have to have against, and it just goes like that week by week. You you kind of tweak things here and there, but you know you you just got to change it up a little bit just because of their skill set. Nolan, thanks so much. Good luck on Sunday. No Beat problem. the Falcons. Thank you. This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by Rico. Rico makes information work for the Philadelphia Eagles. Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. Simply write checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Write Checking from Santander Bank. I sup to Philly. I sup to Philly. The bus. The trolley. The train. Jefferson Station. Airport line. 69th Street. Broad Street. To the game. Paoli. Sharon Hill. Chestnut Hill. Regional Rail. I sub to Philly, the Broad Street Line on game days. A la bodega. To the movies. To my parkway. Spring Garden. Late night. West Philly. South Philly. North Philly! Celebrate the holidays with delicious Dunkin' Coffee. Stop by Dunkin' Donuts for two K-Cup boxes for $15.99 or three pounds of packaged coffee for $19.99. America runs on Dunkin'. We welcome you back. Dave Spadaro, Glenn Macnow, Eagles 360 from the Novacare Complex. And, well, he's been rammy all day, so it's time to let the bull out of his pen. It's time for Glenn Macnow and three of his five bold predictions, the other two coming on our kickoff show on Sunday. All right, here you go, Dave. Yep. Bold prediction number one. Carson Wentz is going to throw for three touchdown passes on Sunday. Now, he's now got the Eagles 
all-time rookie record with nine in a season. He is going to be working on putting this out of reach for whatever fifth grade superstar in the Midwest <laughs> is now racking up some numbers. He's going to throw for a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns this it, weekend. It's weird to, in this day and age that that is a bold prediction. When you have the Atlanta Falcons coming in, three touchdown passes. Three touchdown passes. I, I know he hasn't done it this year. I yeah. know. I know. Oh, okay. you won't think this one's That's bold at bold all. Then. Yeah. Well, this one may not be Super Bowl, but I do believe in this one. Matt Ryan is going to throw for more than 350 yards against the Eagles secondary. Maybe not that bold. He's averaging about 315 this year. But we know this secondary has a tough time. He is that good this year. 23 touchdowns, four interceptions, 119 QB rating. As I said to you earlier, it's going to be a day where that ball is going to be flying down the field. I'll take the under on that, Glenn. Okay. There I think go. Jim Schwartz will come up with a, a pretty involved defensive scheme. I think really the Eagles understand just how important this football game is and how important the defense is. They've got to dominate, and we say it every week, at the line of scrimmage for this defense to be really good. They didn't do it last week. But the defense continued to battle, had two takeaways in the fourth quarter against Eli Manning. I think the Eagles will be a surprisingly pesky, physical, and aggressive defense. I think the Eagles defense comes up with its best Hold game on. of the year. I got to write down pesky. Pesky. Pes yeah. pesky, not an adjective. You see that often. Right. There you go. Okay. Here you go. Number three, Caleb Sturgis is going to be one of the stars of this game. He's going to nail a long one, let's say longer than 47 yards. This presumes that the coach is going to let him kick it on fourth down from the 30-yard line. Let's say he does. Ooh, that may shot be fired by Glenn that, now. Well, let's find out okay. what happens. That right. may be the play that decides the game because Dave Spadaro. My extra bold prediction for you is I think this game is going to be within three points. Okay. I think it's going to be a real close game. Check out the rest of Glenn Macknell's bold predictions on the Exalta kickoff show noon on Sunday on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the official team app as the Eagles prepare for the Atlanta Falcons. Thank you very much, Glenn. Pleasure, Dave. Job well done. When we return to Eagles 360, we'll find out about the Atlanta Falcons from the other side. We go behind enemy lines with D. Orlando Ledbetter. This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by McDonald's. Mix and match on McDonald's McPick 2 for $2.50 menu, now featuring filet fish for a limited time. I'm loving it. You say crazy? I say crafted. You say savage? I say practiced. Crazy, crafted, savage, practiced. Let's run that whole thing back. You say unbelievable? I say achievable. You say incredible? I say inevitable. Unbelievable, achievable, incredible, inevitable. Let's run that whole thing back. Carbs to compete, electrolytes to replenish. Take your spring vacation with Eagles players and alumni on Apple Vacation's Beach Blitz. Join me, along with Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, and Jordan Matthews on an all-inclusive vacation a world away from the ordinary at the luxurious, now-jade Riviera Cancun Resort. You'll receive non-stop round-trip airfare, luxury hotel accommodations, and special events with Eagles VIPs. Go to applevacations.com eagles to book your trip today. All right, fellas, let's go out there and give them heck. Heck. Let's go out there and give them the one-two. You tell them, Captain. Go out there and we're going to really give them the business. My God, let's sock it to them. Yeah. Fair and square. Hip, hip. Hooray! Come on, boys, let's give them a walk. Holy smokes. The old game just can't compete. 
especially when it comes to innovative energy solutions like the ones NRG uses to power the Eagles. Visit picknrg.com today. Dave Spadaro, Glenn Macnow. Time now for us to step aside and turn it over to Chris McPherson behind enemy lines. He goes to Atlanta and talks to the veteran scribe from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, D. Orlando Ledbetter. Hello, Eagles fans. I'm Chris McPherson, and welcome to Behind Enemy Lines, presented by Gatorade here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Big showdown this Sunday at the link, and to preview the matchup between the Eagles and the Atlanta Falcons, who lead the NFC South, let's welcome in D. Orlando Ledbetter from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Orlando, my first question for you is this. Last year, the Falcons got off to a red-hot 5-0 start. This year, they're 6-3, but they seem to be playing better football than they did at the midway point of last year. What has been the biggest difference? Well, they've clearly diversified the offense, Chris. Last year, they were leaning heavily on Julio Jones and Devontae Freeman here early on, but we've seen some games where Julio only catches two or three balls and they're still able to win because Matt Ryan is spreading the ball around to at least seven receivers on a weekly basis. He's had games of nine and ten receivers catching passes. And with so many weapons out there roaming the field, uh, teams have not been able to uh, key in and stop or shut down the offense. They're so diversified that uh, it's been very, very difficult for teams to stop. Orlando, Matt Ryan is playing at an MVP-type level, leads the league in passing yards, is it as simple as the diversification of the offense that's leading to his success, or what do you think has been the biggest key to his resurgence here in 2016? Yeah, in addition to that diversification, there's clearly been a meeting of the minds between Matt Ryan and offensive coordinator Kyle Shanahan. Last year, it was clear that they weren't on the same page with regards to how to attack defenses. Uh, Ryan's a great no-huddle quarterback. They didn't run much no-huddle last year. This year, Kyle has incorporated that attack, they call it the turbo attack, uh, into the offense where Matt can uh, operate from that, uh, that offense and attack defenses. Also, they're not throwing routes that, um, you know, don't fit his skill set. You know, there's still some things that, you know, Matt's not, um, that don't consider to be his strength, you know, the bootlegs and the rollouts, but that's the design of the offense, and he's still... Uh, been able to do that part of it. But so there's clearly been a meeting of the minds between him and Kyle, Kyle Shanahan, the offensive coordinator, and Julio and all the receivers have brought in. Uh, uh, and the surprise of the whole group has been the tight ends and how they've been able to contribute to the passing attack. Orlando, I want to ask you about the group of wide receivers because last year in that Monday night opener down there at the Georgia Dome, Julio Jones had a huge game, was named the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. But how important was it for the Falcons to upgrade the number two wide receiver position and bringing in Mohamed Sanu in free agency and then letting Roddy White go? Yeah, that was a big one. Uh, you know, Roddy White was all-time leading receiver down here and, uh, you know, widely respected uh, uh, by his teammates and in the community. But they had to upgrade at that position, and they've spent some money there. They spent $32.5 million on Mohamed Sanu, a guy who's been a three and a four uh, in Cincinnati, and, and that's working out for him. He's on pace for a uh, career high in receptions. His previous high was 56, so that's been very good. And then behind him, it's been a group of guys. Uh, Taylor Gabriel was uh, signed after being with the Browns. Uh, Justin Hardy, a, a former uh, fourth-round pick, 
and Aldrick Robinson or <clears throat> all of those guys are kind of combining to make a, a number three receiver with Gabriel out in front at the present time. Orlando, let's talk about the defensive side of the football. Head coach Dan Quinn, it's his second year. Defense is his calling card. What has been the biggest difference on that side of the football here in 2016? Well, I think the biggest is that they're eighth in the turnover differential. Uh, you know, they're, they're giving up a ton of yards, but they've been able to, to get some balls back for the offense and turn the game around. They've been able to get some timely stops. They haven't played a whole game. Uh, but if you get a couple stops and the offense is rolling, all of a sudden, you know, uh, they're, they got 21 points, and uh, they're blowing out Tampa Bay just off of two stops. So, uh, you know, they've played in spurts, and it, it's a young defense, Chris. That, that should be expected. He's playing four rookies at times and three second-year guys at times. But their upside is, is very, very good. If they can get to their ceiling, uh, whether that's this year or uh, down the stretch here or, or next year, uh, it's pretty clear that he's shaping this defense into the um, – the mode of the old Seattle defense uh, with, you know, Keanu Neal kind of serving as the uh, Cam Chancellor person on the back end of the defense. Orlando, my last question for you is this. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Who is an X factor for Sunday's game? And I'm going to go the prediction route. Now, who is an X factor for Sunday's game? Someone who, you know, outside of Matt Ryan or Devontae Freeman, Julio Jones, one of the big name guys who could have a big impact on the game here at the link. Yeah, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, we saw a lot about the Eagles receivers and so forth, but uh, the Falcons are banged up in the secondary uh, with Desmond uh, Trufant being day-to-day with the shoulder. The guy who's going to have to step up is Robert Alford, the other cornerback. He may uh, get Jordan Matthews, and he'll have to have his hands full with that. But Robert has had a tough time this year, Chris. He's had uh, nine penalties, six pass interference calls, and, uh, you know, that, that task might be too big for him. So, Robert Alford will be your X Factor going into this game on Sunday. D. Orlando Ledbetter from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution does a phenomenal job covering the Falcons. Thank you so much for taking us behind enemy lines presented by Gatorade here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, D. Orlando Ledbetter. Good stuff there from the Atlanta Falcons. I, I guess, Glenn, I know the Falcons are explosive. Mm -hmm. I still think of them as a dome team. I still am not buying all the way in on the Falcons. I know they went to Denver and beat the, beat the Broncos. I know the weather will be nice on Sunday. Mm -hmm. I just think that the Eagles are a different team at home. Well, they have been so far this year, and that's good. If you want to take past this prologue, the Falcons, I believe were 5-0 last year, finished 6-10. They've been through this before where they start out a season hot and collapse. There's no evidence yet that they're doing that at 6-3, and three, but we can always think maybe this is what they're going to do. And I'm putting my faith in the Eagles' defensive line, which I didn't think played the kind of dominating game against the Giants no. that it needed to. I think they will on Sunday. Well, and Benny Logan's back, and that ought to help a lot. You can't have – and Bo Allen did a nice job, but you can't put that much pressure on one or two defensive tackles. You can get to Matt Ryan. You can. They've sacked him 23 times this year. If the Eagles can make that happen, they'll win the game. Take the football away. Big theme for Jim Schwartz and his defense this week. One more segment to go here on Eagles 360. We'll get a progress report on a wide receiver who literally came from nowhere. Well, not nowhere, but he wasn't active all season until last week. And all of a sudden – He's making big plays. What to expect from Bryce Treggs down the stretch? We'll find out. Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player 
watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. Simply write checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, payment, withdrawal, or transfer each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Write Checking from Santander Bank. Remarkable things are happening at your local Acme. We're making changes and we're getting better every day. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher. Like fresher meat and seafood, and fresher produce and hundreds of organics. To top it off, we're lowering thousands of prices throughout the store. So come on in and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Lower prices, great quality, and friendlier service. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Dunkin' Sweet Black Pepper Bacon Sandwich is back with twice the crispy caramelized peppered bacon. Experience a breakfast sandwich made for bacon lovers. America runs on Dunkin'. This is our final segment on Eagles 360 on this Thursday. Dave Spadaro, Glenn Macknow. Bryce Treggs made a big impact last week. What's ahead for him at the wide receiver position? It's our progress report with Ike Reese and Mike Quick. The subject, wide receiver Bryce Treggs. Progress report this week, Q, brings us to rookie wide receiver Bryce Treggs, who made his debut last week against the Giants. Uh, like I said, rookie wide receiver undrafted out of Cal. Let's take a look at his first catch in the National Football League well, here. And, and hopefully that coach in the 49ers made another mistake because this guy has the top-end speed to really affect defenses. A great stop route that he runs out here. I like how he gets behind this corner. The corner doesn't really know what's going on, if he's deep or not. Puts his foot in the ground, comes back, and Carson gets flushed out, gives him somewhere to go with the football. That's good football. Yeah, that's a great throw from Carson Wentz basically being tackled and making a throw right on the money to Bryce Treggs. Now, we watch him right here, Q. He's not going to get the ball on this route. Yeah. But talk about uh, his release here as a, a young wide receiver. Ike, I think he does a nice job here, the little stutter step, just to get this corner square. Once he gets him square, he can break either way on him. He leans to the inside, and if this ball is coming to him, he's going to be able to get on that upfield shoulder of the cornerback because of that nice release. Also draws a lot of attention to himself being out there. And then we're going to go to the big play of the game for him. 58-yard reception here. Yep. This is why they brought him into the game. They felt like he could stretch the field, open up some of the middle of the field for the rest of the offense. What are you noticing on this play? Like he does stretch the field because the primary target, Zach Ertz, he's going to get open. But as Carson Wentz sees this play develop, he realizes that this receiver is on top of this cornerback so quickly that he's going to have a shot at the deep ball down the field. He takes that shot. You see Zach yep. open down here. Yep. Carson wants that, yep. but he, he had his mind made up. He was going to Bryce Treggs down the field. Like the fact that the Eagles are now looking to stretch the field vertically and not so much horizontally. Well, we've heard a lot about Bryce Triggs through back channels. We finally got a chance to see what he was all about. Let's hope for more of this from the rookie from Cal. Good stuff, guys. Thanks so much. Let's get you caught up now on what's happening here and what's happening tomorrow. Our Amoroso's on the menu segment for you. Howard Eskin, my co-host tomorrow. Can you believe that? <laughs> we've got crunch time with Benny Logan 
who's back in the lineup after missing three full games and then some. He's itching to play some football. Uh, we've got some of the key matchups for this game. Amorosos, the reason Philly sandwiches are so famous. Uh, Glenn, we've mentioned Bryce Treggs, a little X factor there in the offense. Reasonable to think that his role can increase? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, he, he got on the field, I think, for 20% of the plays last week in his first game. I think he's going to have the opportunity to play a lot more. Certainly, the Eagles need much more production, need more of a deep threat at wide receiver. We'll find out if he's the answer. He's a big mystery. He's an X factor now. I think he'll get the chance. We'll see if he can prove it. Eagles win this game? Dave, it's a field goal game, and I, I, I'm... I'm holding off making a prediction, not because I think they're going to lose, but because we're going to have to find out if they can win a game at the end, and we'll see. Eagles trying to get rid of this little losing streak here. Four of the last five games, tough losses, all four of them, after that great 3-0 and start. Glenn Macknell, Dave Spadaro, we thank you for joining us here on Eagles 360. I'm back tomorrow with Howard Eskin. Have yourselves a great Eagles day.